And he shared with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it says, as he shared, they started to believe. And the first woman to get saved was a rich woman called Lydia. She gave her heart to the Lord. She dealt in materials and linen cloth. And then straight for art, he's seen somebody that was demonized, a fortune teller. And he's seen her every single death. And he was on the place of prayer and suddenly got so annoyed that this wifey was held captive by Satan. He prayed in Jesus' name that she might be set free, and she was in an instant. And then the people that used to run to us, wifey, got so annoyed at Paul that uh, they caused trouble for him. They stuck him in prison, in the Philippi prison. And then God set him free for that, but before he did, the jailer and all the jailer's family got saved. And then Paul, after seeing the church starting, then kept on his missionary journeys. And then years, 10 years after, he's in prison once again. But the church in Philippi never, ever forgot Paul. And at that time, he was renting new accommodation while being in prison. It was sort of a, a semi-free prison. He was still in jail. He didn't have complete movement, but he was able to rent out a place and they say that the only reason he could keep that going was because the church in Philippi kept giving to him. They just had that connection and the spirit. They were so generous to Paul. And Paul coming to the end, near the end of his life, is remembering the church in Philippi and decides to write a letter to them, to them while he's in prison. And it's a letter of joy, but it's quite simply, it's a letter of thanksgiving. He's writing a thank you letter. And it says, I just want to give you a few reasons this morning to be confident, to be confident, to be confident in your placement in this world in Christ, to be confident with your church family if it is to be in fellowship, and to be confident that God that began a good work in you will bring it on to completion. Are you ready? Yeah, a few of says, let's go for it. It says us in Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and with the deacons. He's writing a letter to all the saints in Christ Jesus. He's now writing a letter to some people that attend a fellowship or Fraserburgh Community Church or Philippi Community Church. He's writing a letter to all the saints, and I love that term, in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi. I want for us to have confidence this morning that our greatest position is now that we're in a church in Philippi, in church, in Fraserburgh Community, but to be firstly in Christ Jesus. There's a world of a difference if he just wrote to a few people that fellowship on a Sunday. He is writing to every single person that believes in Jesus, and he is saying this, you guys, firstly, before you're in Philippi, you're in Christ Jesus. The security of the believer is this, that we are in Christ Jesus if we believe in Him, redemption through His blood, that God has placed us out of the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of incredible light. That if it is a testimony of the church, once we was lost, but now we are found. That before our geographical scenario, 
before our present circumstance, we are found safe and secure in Christ Jesus. That just might sound like good words. Well, that's a nice thing for a pastor to say. But that's a world of a difference. Let me use this illustration. This Biscoffe. You see the Biscoffe's made a comeback last, this week? Last week, the, 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 the rosemary crackers didn't go doing so good, but we're running out of Biscoffs. But anyway, far as this Biscoff, is it right to say that it's in the church hall? Some people call it the sanctuary, Chris. We, we like that word, the sanctuary. It's in church. If I was to say to you, go get the Biscoff, it's in the church hall in 29 Grattan Place in Fraserburgh, you would come in and you might find this Biscoffe. Am I right? Unless you're a man. A man needs a lot more details to find on thing. Right, if I ask for a sass and Isabel says it's in the fridge, that's not good enough for me. I could be there for days looking for a sass in the fridge. What I need is it's on the third, it's on the third shelf in the fridge behind the cheese. I need a lot more details. So if I place this Biscoffe, or Biscoff, I'm not sure, I was not an eye at the end of Biscoff, but I can't Biscoffe is. Right, far as this new, if I sent you to the church hall in 29 Grattan Place, especially if you're a man, you're not finding this, are you? Why not? Because it's now the Biscoff, the Biscoffe, in the Bible, in the church hall, in 29 Grattan Place. If I sent you just to look for it in the hall, you're just not going to find it. But if I do say to you that this Biscoffe is in a Bible in 29 Grattan Place in the church hall, there's a chance you're going to find it. You'll go looking for it in the Bible. But to all the saints, not just in Philippi, to all the saints, the first thing that Apostle Paul wants them to realize before their church attendance, before he thanks them, before he encourages them, before they go into spiritual matters, tells them to be like Jesus, be humble, be obedient, be at peace, be at unity with other believers, he wants them to ken that they're in Christ Jesus. And Jesus said this, that nobody can take the believers for his hands. It's a secure place to be. What difference does that make? Was people responding for prayer this morning? You maybe didn't come out. But before your circumstance, you're in Christ Jesus. You might say this, I'm in grief. But the first thing you are is you're in Christ Jesus in grief. You might say, well, I'm sick. But God would say, you're in Christ Jesus in sickness. Now, He can't heal you, but I'd rather be sick within Christ Jesus and be fully well without Him. It's a security of the believer. We'll go through some stuff in 2024 that the world will go through, but we go through it differently. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you're found in Him. We've got to start 2024 with confidence in this. If it ever happens, the 
things that we would champion and testify about. The, the trauma, the grief, the valleys that we'll get through. The first thing I am, I'm in Christ Jesus. He's got me. If I suffer loss, I'm in Christ Jesus, suffering loss. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because He is with me. I'm found in Christ Jesus. When God looks at me, He doesn't see my sin, my shame. I'm hidden in Christ Jesus. I'm the Biscoffe in the world. Can you see the Biscoffe? Why not? Because it's covered in the Word. When God looks at us, and how do you see yourself? You might say, I'm just, I'm going through upset. I'm going through a few things that I would like me to go through. But realize this, to all the saints, near some of the saints, near them that are attending discipleship things, near them that are serving, just serving on the, there's a great list of places to serve. Not just to them that's putting their hands to the plow. Not just them that can preach. Not them that can lay hands on the sick that they may recover. But to all the saints, them that just knew believe, them that will maybe make a decision this morning to follow Jesus, them that got saved at Sunday school, to all the saints, you need to realize this. The first thing you are, out with circumstances, out with geographical location, out with having a high moment, out with having a low moment, out with being in the mountain top or the valley, the first thing you are is in Christ Jesus. Far else would you rather be. As soon as you believed, He placed you in His love, in His grace, in His eternal plan. And his purpose, there's nothing, no heights, no depth, no demons on earth that can separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Oh, that the church of the living God would have confidence that come what may, I'm confident in my placement. I'm in Christ Jesus. It's such a secure place. It's a place that I wouldn't swap on a thing for. And I speak as a fool. But I've got to say, if somebody offered me all the tea in China, all the money in the world, to get me out of Christ Jesus, to be lost again, we would have to say, no thank you. Because everything else, Philippi, the bishops, the deacons, the church order, temporal. Being in Christ Jesus, eternal. Other things that we hope and pray for in this life, other burdens we thought we'd rather live without, other promotions we have to want and pray for through employment, it's that temporal. Being in Christ is the most important thing, position you are today 
and saying, thank you, Jesus. I'm found in you. And so often we are fixated on if it's next. I'm going through this. I'm praying through this. I'm confused about this. Settle your heart. I'm in Christ Jesus. And when a Christian comes and says, I'm in trouble, you've got a right to pause and say, well, just think about us for a minute. You're in Christ. In trouble. There's a difference. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. You're in Christ. Feeling anxious. I've got success. I've got answer to prayer. I've been set free. Hallelujah. You're in Christ. Set free. You're in Christ in the mountaintop. If Paul was writing to the church here, he would say, Fraserburgh Community Church, to the saints in Christ in the Broch, to the saints in Christ in St. Combs, to the saints in Christ in Bulgar, to the saints in Christ in Cremon. The first thing you will ever be is in Christ. Is that good news? There's nothing you can face this next week that you can't face in Christ. Confidence in our position. If you are here this morning and you are near in Christ, you might be in church, but near in Christ. I want to ask, why near? You, you've came to church. If you've came to church, but near in Christ, and they say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, you're missing out. You maybe enjoyed the church service, but you didn't say to the saints in a building, to the saints in Christ. And once you're in Christ, you'll be anything else, but the first thing you'll be is in Christ. I want to encourage you to put your trust, put your hope, put your belief in Jesus, and you'll find an instantaneous difference positionally through the light, through the darkness, to the light, to being hopeless, to being hope-filled. And then he goes on and says this, grace to you, verse 2, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God. This is a father speaking to his family, his church family that he hasn't seen for years. If you read the book of Philippi, you see just the love. You see his heart for unity, his heart for peace. You see how he remembers him in his heart for the church. I want to encourage us as we step into 2024 to hear heart for each other. He says, I thank God in remembrance for you. It's interesting that uh, we do pray, we do pray for the lost to be saved. That's a good prayer, isn't it? Jesus says, pray for the, the harvest is ripe, pray for workers to go into the harvest field. But yet you read a lot of the New Testament, and if you was to hear a highlighter, does only still highlight their Bibles? Okay, if you was to hear a highlighter and highlight every time in the New Testament and the 
apostles' letters to the churches. Father, they say, gather the church and pray for the lost. And they're saying, we shouldn't do that. It just doesn't seem to be a great emphasis on that. If you were to highlight, you'd still have a lot of ink left in your highlighter before you finished. But if you was to underline all the times it speaks about church unity, being at peace with one another, loving one another, being kind to one another, being generous to one another, bearing each other's burdens, praying for each other, covering each other in prayer, letting nobody go at lack, being generous to each other, you would find your uh, ink would be running dry at the end. If it's a point, we might pray for the lost and God might send it, the lost to the church to get saved. But here in a heart and a healthy family that look after each other, that love one another, that's thankful for each other, healthy families grow. And even if we pray for the, pray for the lost that they might be sent, I think the New Testament why was the church to be healthy, the church to be at love, the church to be able to sit and have a meal together, to be in fellowship with other, and that will pull in the lost. And if a lost was to come in and find division, oh, no, 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 no. But if the lost was to come in and get the viable family, or generosity, or kindness, that church will grow. Never forget to be thankful for each other. He says, I thank my God. He's not saying, I'm just thanking you. Verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Can you say, Abu Church? I thank my God when I remember you, when I remember your stories, when I remember your faces. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all, with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. The first day. The first day for the Apostle Paul was on that shore by the river. When he met a group, when Lydia was there, and he's remembering the first day. When Lydia got saved, he's remembering the first day. When that woman that was demonized got set free, he's remembering his prison time. And he says, from that day until now, I'm giving thanks to God on behalf of you. Some days will stick in your mind as you remember. Does only remember the first day at primary school? Does only remember the first day at primary school, Martin, Eddie, Maureen, Andra? I don't really mind my first day, Amanda, the first day at primary school. Four minds are first day in the academy. Come on, you walked in there. I was always being smart for my age. And I remember my first day in the academy, it was like walking into the land of the giants. I mean, people had stubble on their faces. That was just the quines. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how on earth? I might have just broke academy, by the way, so that maybe explains it. I thought, how on earth am I going to remember? Primary school was easy. You went to one room every day, and now you had to find maths. It was in a different place of geography, and I was up spiral stairs to French, and I was little smart, and Abdi was bigger, and I thought, how on earth am I going to navigate that? I'll never forget my first day. I remember my first day at White Link. How many of you ever worked in a fish yard? 
Aye, okay, you go in, and they'll always tell you, yes, it stinks, but the money is clean. That's what Fabji says, I work now, it stinks, money is clean. I can't, okay, money is clean, but still stinks. I thought I'm not going to last till dinner I'm here. My first day, you just opened up that door, you had to clock in, and oh, just, oh, <laughs> I can still, I, I seen on Facebook that their 50th anniversary, and they didn't invite me, which I was really offended about. But I mean, just, I thought I'm not going to last a goer, and you had to go home and have a shower the first day. Oh, I made my first day in Teen Challenge. Thinking far enough if I landed there. And my Matthew Runcy was there, and it was just a few local lads was there. And it was just that first day, I snare really for I expected rehab to be like. And you take it up in the morning to clean your room, and he was gone through all that stuff. I remember the first day, and I opened up the Psalms, and my granny had given me a Bible, and I went to a team challenge with my Bible. I can't, it was a Christian place, and I just opened it at night. I was six and a half stone and white face, and I just remember Psalm 31. I'll never ever forget it. Read Psalm 31. I wasn't a Christian, and it spoke just right into my life. The psalmist was saying how people, even his friends, has abandoned him. His body had grown weak because of his sin, but he put his trust in Jesus Christ. He put his trust in God. By the end of the psalm, I thought, that's me. If there is a God, if there is a God, I need some hope. And at that time, I knew my first day. I knew, I remember the first day I met Isabel. It was on, it was on the main Sword Rock Cafe. I was volunteering the Sword Rock Cafe. I can if you mind that, Isabel. But uh, she just walked in. I thought, okay, it's looking nice. And then with a time of prayer, and when I held her prayer, I thought, yummy. <laughs> That's a... A spirit within a woman I could spend the rest of my life with. And I think our first date was to the cinema. I went with a teenager to Burger King or KFC. It was so full of romance. The first days. You would hear in. You would hear in first days. I remember the first day I came to this church. After I got saved. Before I got saved, I came to a few things. But totally different. I came to a Sunday morning service. And I walked through the doors. And at that time, I was, I was flags on the go. Um, I just mind feeling family. I just mind feeling kindness. It was a come-as-you-are feeling. I just mind feeling loved. And I was a lot of different folk at that point, I guess. We're going back to 2002. And I mind my, my granny, Teen Maruna Boots, and I says, Kevin, why you've been praying for us, my grandchild? And meeting people that had been praying for me was a great honor. And I'll never forget the first day. And I've never left. <laughs> Been here ever since. And some of you was part of the story before me. And for some, I've seen your first days here. And Paul is reminding them about the first day that they met. And from that point on, he'd never forgotten them. My greatest first day. My greatest first day was the first day I gave my life to Jesus. You can take a lot of other first days, but not that in. I didn't really think at that time it meant so much as it does to my new. I was looking for hope in a dark place, and I was this guy, to be fair, I didn't really get on with them. 
he was a staff member in Teen Challenge, Jonathan Whitehouse. Uh, but he explained the gospel to me. And he says, do you want to be saved? I said, what does it mean? He says, it means confessing your need for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a sinner, but through his finished work at Calvary and he rose again for the dead, you could be his through repentance, through faith. If he had been through a lot of dark stuff and tried a lot of things to get clean and for hope, but I had already witnessed in that short time that Jesus was real. I'd seen it in other people, and I just wanted hope, and I said yes to Jesus, or another why, he said yes to me, because I was the one that was lost. And I'll never forget just that feeling, that assurance of being in Christ. And after praying a simple prayer, he then says, now tell Abdi Elsie become a Christian. That was the first day for me. And I went into a room and said, I became a Christian. And people were so happy and so pleased. And I knew that I knew that I knew that something, no matter fit, was going to happen for there until the end. Something had happened in my life that made me smile. Even in that state, I had been years, people asking how I was doing, me being fake smiling and saying I was fine. But when I walked down that stairs, I was a bubbling up, that spiritual rebirth. And when I asked, how are you doing? Oh, I'm happy because I'm saved. I did the right thing. Paul is reminding them, and sometimes we've got to remember for it is to be saved. And to be the giver, I hope your time here, we have some great connections and our family is always open to growth. But when I look and see your stories, when I see your faces, I hope you would say, for the first time, when I got saved, I'm thankful to God for the first time. There's many things yet to be written in 2024 for this fellowship, as you've already heard. There's a lot of tasks to be fulfilled, but never ever forget that you're in Christ and to thank God for your spiritual family. If this place is just a to-do list, it's not very attractive to me. I could find other places to fulfill to-do lists, but if this is spiritual family, doing love together, doing life together, I guarantee if I was in trouble, you guys as the people I would rely on, you would be turning up with some stuff for me. Ewings are the one that would be withholding and holding me up in prayer and in thanksgiving. There's something so special and unique about the family of God that caused Paul to write a letter 10 days after a church plant. And he says, for that first day, I thank God for that by chance spirit-led meeting by a seashore and Lydia got saved and you have grown together and you've sent my gifts, but I thank God just for the first day until now. And I've got to close with this. It says, being confident, oh, that's very thing, that's that word again, confident. Confident in your position. Confident of this very thing. This is a scripture that's well known, that's on bumper stickers, that's on bookmarks for Bibles. Confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete until the day of Jesus Christ. 
It's not complete until the day you die, the day of Jesus Christ is when we get, when he comes back and we'll meet him in the sky after our big sleep. Until then, he's bringing things on to completion in your life. He doesn't say being confident of this. When I started a good work amongst you on that shore of Philippi, that God will then complete it. He says, I'm confident of this. That first day, wasn't it about me ministering? Wasn't it just about you listening? That God began to work in your life on that day. And it was a good work. And he's the one that will complete it. What was he writing to? All the saints. He didn't write and say, I'm confident for them that seem to be gone on in the Lord, in ministering, in doing discipleship. For that group of people, I'm confident that God will finish what he started. He says, I'm confident of this. For all the saints in Christ Jesus, everyone that gave their hearts to Christ and community kids, everyone that started following Jesus in Powerhouse, everyone that got saved at youth, I'm confident for all the saints that the God that began, no man began, no Fraserburgh Community Church began, no the elders and leaders and deacons began a good work in you, the God that started the work, I'm confident that he's the one that will complete it. Wow. It's one thing to be confident of your journey. For me to say in the first day I got saved, I'm confident before the big sleep when I go and be with him for eternity, I'll follow Jesus to the end. That's one thing. He doesn't say that. He says, to all the saints, I'm confident that the God that started is the God I'll finish. If I were the hard-hearted Christian, I'm confident that the God that started is the God that'll finish. If I were them that are out of fellowship and living wildly, are we confident about them? I'm confident that the God that started in their lives is the God that will finish it. If I be them that come strongly for years and then wonder, I'm confident that the God that started is the God that will finish. If I be the saint that is striving but is struggling and I mess up privately, and are dealing at this point with sin and shame and habits and getting fellowship but are losing out in the peace and joy of Jesus. If I be them, I'm confident that the God that started, that the God will continue and then God will complete his work in each saint's life. I'm praying that this year will be a year of people returning to fellowship. They still have faith. They've drifted. 
And God, the imperishable seed, is still within them. But He would lead them to a place God home, a place God church family, a place that they can be strengthened, a place that they can worship, a place that they can come ruin God's Word again, a place that they can step into the eternal joy of Jesus Christ. Some have came back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But there's many more out there that would still say they believe, and we got to pray and thank God and say, the God that started is a God that will complete. How do we receive such people? How do we welcome them? It's not about them answering a quiz. How did you leave? If it happened, far have you been? The story of the prodigal son tells us a lot about how to receive wandering sons and wandering daughters. The father was waiting. We've got to come back. We've got to come back. We've got to come back. The story is not finished. It needs to be completed. We are party. Meanwhile, the son that squandered, ahing living in pigs' pens, wondering if I could just eat some of that morsels, the more desperate he got, the closer he got to coming home. When you see people get more desperate and you think, they're, they're, they're going further away from God, they might be getting closer. But they have to realize how desperate they are without the Father. And then at that point, he says, he came to his senses and remembered, hold on a minute, there's a place or love or plenty or security that's missing my father. And the story didn't end in the sheep's pen, but the pig's pen. But as he got closer and closer, it says the father was waiting. And the father didn't hit him with a quiz. Why did you leave? What happened? Did somebody upset you? Did you get better? Why did you walk out in ministry? Why did you leave us? Says it as the son started to walk. The father started to run because he'd been waiting and he got new shoes. He put on robes. He says, Cal the fatted calf because he was a one. Now he's home. He was lost, but now he's found. The greatest principle is there's always a place in the father's heart, but let's pray. Let's pray for them that have maybe wondered that God, nay us, that God would be working in their hearts to bring him to completion, and they would find a place here. They would say, hey, let's have a party. We're just glad to see you. We're glad you've came back. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. He'll bring it on to completion. He's in control. When I uh, was growing up, I was, the computer age came upon us. And used to be in control. I mean, Sonic a Hedgehog or Mario, or Mario Kart. Your, your whole thing was bringing it on to compl completion, wasn't it? I need to complete the level, I need to beat the bad guy. And then Sonic won. But Sonic didn't get the glory. I felt like a champion because I'd brought him on to completion. But Sonic was just somebody on the journey. You can wear in the master's hands. 
It's not an entire parable. For there are a lot of things missing with our illustration. He's given us free will. But we're in the master's hands and he's determined that at every level he's working out our lives and he's got to bring it on to completion. Let's stand in his presence. I want to pray for us as a church fellowship that the first thing we would realize we're in Christ. If you are here this morning and you would say, well, I'm here, but I'm not in Christ. I want to encourage you to believe in Jesus Christ. That today might be your first day. Confessing Him as your Lord and Savior. That you're a sinner in need of forgiveness. And if you want to do that, then see me after the service. I'll just pray for you on your first day of following Jesus. But let's pray as well. For us as a church family, be a place of joy, be a place of love, be a place of kindness. And let's pray for the imperishable seed, Jesus Christ. Scores of people that have come through here, came through other fellowships, that they have believed. And let's be a people that are confident, and they're writing people off. But we're confident that God that began is a God that will continue. God will complete. What confidence we have in Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ. Neither some, neither them with good Christian heritage and parents and grandparents, to all the saints we're confident. Jesus, we pray that you would seal that truth in our hearts that we are in Christ Jesus. We pray for the delight of being found in Christ Jesus would be ours. That you would snuff out the lies of the enemy that says one minute you're in and the next you're out. One minute you're in favor the next you're cursed. One minute you're found and then you're lost. We pray that the assurance of salvation, confidence in the finished work of Christ, if when he said it is done, it is finished, it truly was. And when we believe in you, we are transferred into the hands, the love and the care of oh, Jesus Christ for nothing can snatch us out. And forever we face today or this week or even the morn, we would say, yes, I'm facing this. But first, I'm in Christ facing this. And forever giant we face that is maybe waiting for us, first, I stand in the majestic, mighty name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. And we pray we remember our fellowship here and the saints here. And I thank you for each one of them, God. I thank you that we can call each other family, brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for the prayers of the saints for the saints. I thank you for their generosity, their heart of care. 
their heart of love and their heart of kindness. And we are confident that God, you started a great thing here in our lives and you will take it on to completion. And we thank you for the sense that you've started a work within him. And we are confident, nay in us, our ability to finish it. We are confident in God, your ability to complete the work in their lives. And we pray for a returning to fellowship for them that have wondered that this year we would welcome back brothers and sisters in Christ with open arms and say we're glad that you came. You're loved, you're cared for. Let's have a party and put the party poppers off and let this place be a place of celebration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship God as we take up our offerings. Thank you.